today we're talking a little bit about my current state, which is sort of being perplexed by my own existence at this point and not really understanding how to navigate the world. And I don't see anything. I don't, I don't know. We're talking through that and I definitely don't get to like full expansion on the topic. I'm still learning more about what I'm feeling, but I definitely need to dive in a little bit deeper. And for all of us, really, it's, I, th- I think where we're all supposed to arrive, this sort of state of happiness or satisfaction, or I, I can't quite pinpoint the right word for it yet, but it's this whole new experience where I don't, I don't quite understand how to exist anymore. And not that like I'm going anywhere, just like, how do you, when you're not mad all the time, how do you relate to other people or like You don't need anything to fill any gaps anymore. And so what are you supposed to do? Like, I don't know. It's super weird. Let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and, um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey. Alexander Hamilton, we are waiting in the wings for you. Sorry, I don't know. It was in my head. I had to. I had to do it. Right? Had to happen. Had to come on this show right here, right now. Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. Really, just the practice of recognizing how amazing you are, and. That's super important as we continue to shift our focus to love ourselves, to recognize ourselves as the sole power of 
this universe. I know that that's super complicated for some of you because of how some of us have been raised. (laughs) But really, if you break down everything, you are the truth. You are the light. You have all the answers that you need. You don't need anyone else or anything else. Some people are going to be important clues. But at the end of the day, your journey really is in finding your own answers, your own light. And that's always going to come back around in a boomerang fashion to lead you to yourself. Mm. Oh, take that one in. Okay. Which is why it's super important for us to recognize ourselves as this beautiful, amazing being that is doing amazing things and is capable of amazing things, of greatness, in fact. What? Okay. So let's ground ourselves in our greatness. My great thing. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I have used another yellow pen to its entirety. The ink is almost all the way ran dry. And if you haven't followed the story from the beginning, go ahead and go on back because it's all there. But I, this was part of the awakening. I went to a conference. I'm writing in the notebook. I always have loved black ink. And for whatever reason, at that point, something just told me like, use yellow. Girl, be yellow. You are yellow. Stop trying to fit yourself in a box that is not fitting. And while black ink has many appropriate uses and many appropriate applications, it's not your color. Use yellow, which makes the least sense, really. In all instances, yellow ink really makes no sense at all for anyone to use for any purpose of writing things that you would appreciate being able to read. And for whatever reason, it was yellow ink and it has stayed yellow ink. And finding yellow ink pens that are capable of producing words that are able to be read is sort of challenging, but I have found some yellow pens that work really well that I can also buy in singles. Yeah, I don't have to buy the whole pack of rainbow colors anymore to get the one yellow pen that I wanted, which is amazing. And so, yeah, we have written the ink out of another yellow pen that is putting us up to our fourth yellow ink pen that has been used and completely written out of ink since the beginning of this journey. And when I write in my journals, I write in yellow ink. And if I am penning a letter to someone, I typically write in yellow ink as well. I don't know. But once I allowed myself to express things in the color of my choice, I don't know. I don't know what it was about that. But I think it let it allowed me to choose yellow for a lot more things than just ink. And I think about that and I think about the importance of that one move of choosing that one thing. And maybe the thought of yellow ink was just the scariest yellow choice that you could make, 
right? Because yellow ink makes the least sense. The least. It makes no sense at all, in fact. And so maybe if I could just choose that, then any other yellow thing I would choose after that would be less scary, less intimidating, right? I could wear the yellow dress. I could make the podcast art yellow. I could just rescue myself with just that single choice, that single stance. Maybe everything after that decision was that much easier. And what, what an amazing thing, you know? Like, what is it that you need? And right in that moment, it was like, I just needed yellow. Yellow was so much comfort to me. Yellow was so much coming home to me that it had to start there. Right? It had to. And maybe that was just enough to spark other things. But I had to start there. So that's my great thing. I finished yet another yellow ink pen. And, you know, once I have a yellow ink pen sponsorship, um, that'll be a, it'll be a great day. And maybe, maybe, you know, all the yellow ink pens that we have, maybe they're I don't know. I've used many different instances. I'm right now really loving this Tombow Twin Tone because it's at one of my local um, shops and they sell these individually, <laughs> which is wonderful. And the, the felt tip is a little bit thicker, um, which makes yellow ink a little bit easier to read. The thicker it is, the better it reads. And now you know, in case you ever wanted to write in yellow ink. And I love color coding things. And so just always have, just love, love the good looks of a beautiful rainbow on a calendar page. And so I've just always had rainbow pens, but I've never chosen to use the yellow one because it, it makes little sense. And that day I just chose yellow and I've been choosing yellow every day since then. And the proof is in the pudding, people. We're on our fourth yellow ink pen. Can you believe it? Can you even believe that pens last that long? I mean, come on, that's crazy talk. We've been at this for three some years. And to only go through four pens and I write every day? Wow, it's impressive. That's impressive inkage. They're good people. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in today. Today we're really talking about, you know, Seeing, seeing it for what it is. Like what, who are you and who are you meant to become? You know, and not getting lost in, right? It's, it's so hard. I feel like this sort of middle in between or arrival piece is super hard because this is where I'm at right now. And I don't know, a lot of things have been complicated. And this by far is the least complicated, but sort of the most perplexing. And I'm going to break that down a little bit. It's not hard, 
But it is sort of confusing as to how to navigate this place right now. And so we've been on this like spiritual healing journey. And a lot of that has just been like different levels of transcendence. That's the best way to describe it. But on that journey, now there's this arrival of place right now where I'm sort of just... super like satisfied or just happy. And when you find happiness right where you are, there becomes this new complex emotion of just fulfilled. And so where I used to look to just fill time and fill bags and fill whatever whatever it was, that empty space, that like longing for happiness, that emptiness, I always needed to fill it with something, fill it with food, fill it with, you know, shopping, fill it with fill in the blank. But there was always this searching. And now that that's sort of gone, that sort of longing to fill, I just, I, I don't know that I know how to human anymore. That's probably the best description of it. Like, I don't feel these feelings of, of longing or belonging or, and it's not that I don't always feel them. I just have gotten a lot better at recognizing things in real time and seeing them for what they are. Right. And so this isn't like a, Oh, Oh, Hannah's so much advanced. This is like a, what, what do we do? And my surety is that we're all supposed to arrive to this place, right? That we're all supposed to find happiness in everything that we're doing. And, and just like right where we are and not be hoping for everything that will be like, be right here, right in this moment. Find happiness here for all the things that you have. Find gratefulness for everything that you do and not just like that superficial gratefulness where you're like, oh yeah, I was supposed to, I'm supposed to be grateful and so I'm going to thank God for everything that I have. Like I'm going to pray every day. Like seriously, do that. But actually feel, do you actually feel grateful or are you checking a box? Right? And so now, now it's just sort of like, you sort of remove that longing or that need for any given thing, for accomplishment, for success. And it's not that I don't want those things. I just feel like now I understand that I don't need those to feel fulfilled, to feel happy, to feel fill in the blank. It's sort of just like, I just exist, right? And so now, now that I'm free of all of those things and not free, right? Hannah, stop saying that. Stop saying free. You're not free. But now that those exist, but don't control me, 
right? Now that I can just see them coming in, see the longing, see the wanting, and and feel it and give it space, and then just like release it and be okay. It's sort of hard to exist now in a world that really is ruled by these things. Because I could see like my car and maybe it has rust. And then like maybe someone is like, oh my gosh, why do they drive a rusty car when they should or could get something new, something better, something brighter, something shinier. They could and maybe they should want that. But I just like, it doesn't bother me. And it probably, maybe it bothers other people. I don't know. I doubt that it does because I doubt that people put that much time, thought, and energy into me and my existence and if that bothers them or if it does not. I used to really think that people cared. And now I'm realizing that no one cares about anything but themselves, really. And you may be a topic of conversation, but there's not actual caring there. No one's actually concerned. You may be the, the gossip for the time being, but no one actually cares. I'll just go ahead and throw that one out there for you. It was actually life advice that I gave my nephew this weekend for a school project he was doing. Like, no one has it figured out. So just go for it. Like, whatever it is whatever they have figured out or don't like just freaking go just move there really is no point in stopping for the acknowledgement of what other people think wow that that sounds really really rude and bold and aggressively um aggressively unacknowledging but honestly like, seriously. The biggest vibes right there right now. Okay. So now it's just kind of like, who, how are you supposed to exist in this world? Right? Because we're told to want more, to need these things, to fill these gaps. Then when you experience happiness like this, or when you allow yourself to just see things come in and come out and move on, all of a sudden you have, you have this non-need to exist in that old way. And so you could, you could go to the store and just not buy anything or not even want to go to the store. This one's been really perplexing for me because like there's really not a whole lot to do outside of that around here, especially in the winter. Now that it's warming up, there's so much more to do. But especially in the winter, there's there's nothing to do but go walk around establishments if you want to leave your house, right? Like you have to go out to eat or you have to go... Um, you have to go walk around stores. Like there aren't really options. And so... That one, that one's hard because I don't, I don't know how to exist anymore without feeling like I need to fill a gap, 
Like there are no gaps. I see no gaps any longer. I have everything that I need. I am everything that I need. Right? And so then how? How do we exist? And this is sort of walking into the realm of stoicism and walking into it. Okay, we're not sprinting, but if you were kind of recapping everywhere that we've gone and where we are now, it's sort of a mix of minimalist, stoic, spiritual existence, like all wrapped. And I think they all have so much to do with one another that I experience them so fully on their own. So like we had a minimalist minute and a half. Sheesh. We probably went through minimalism for probably about three months, really hardcore looking at eliminating clutter and just things, letting things not own us, our time, our ability to experience this world outside of ourselves, like just not allowing it to have that much power. No stuff. No, no, no. Take a back seat. You are no longer important. You are no longer owning my time and my experience in this world. I'm not going to sit here every single weekend because I'm so overwhelmed with chores, which the chores could only get overwhelming because I have that much stuff to allow the overwhelm. If I could eliminate and cut back on things, right? I can't even get into an overwhelmed state because I don't have enough stuff to allow that. And what could that look like? And what does that save us from? And how do we experience that, right? And so <laughs> that was a minute. And then we sort of walk into this spiritual awakening minute where we fully understand the importance of all of our emotions. We allow ourselves to express and explore deep emotions, which arrived us to this place today where we're just seeing things for what they are. We're not allowing them to own us. Sort of like the stuff, sort of like the minimalist movement. It doesn't have to have power unless we are giving it that. <gasps> Take a deep breath with that one. And so your emotions aren't who you are in that moment. They're just existing inside of you, right? It's just how you're feeling. It isn't owning your existence. And so when we think about how we experience emotions, really one of the most important steps that I had to take was in allowing all emotions to play. And for some of you, that's going to look different where you allow all emotions and they're just all here all the time, right? And how do we navigate that? Well. I think bottom line, no matter who you are and how you're experiencing emotions, whether you're doing a really great job or you're doing a terrible job or you don't even know what kind of job you're doing, bottom line is seeing them for what they are and seeing them come in and allowing yourself to experience them. The fullness of that emotion, not like, oh, mm, I don't really have time to be sad right now. Bye. 
by sadness because you can do that with all emotions. I don't, I don't really want to allow myself to be happy because it doesn't seem real yet. And I don't believe that it's actually going to happen. I'm going to wait to be happy until everything's finalized. You're like robbing yourself of that moment or of that emotion that your body is wanting to feel regardless of how you're trying to suppress it. And so I think most important is to allow yourself to see those emotions for everything that they are and everything that they can be, right? Because they're there for a reason, whether they're trying to protect you, whether they're trying to, you know, evoke something, they're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be able to experience them, period. And so the most important step that you can take is just in allowing yourself to see them, feel them, feel them come in, sit with them even for as long as you need. Allow yourself to explore what you're feeling, what prompted this. If it's a negative emotion and something that you aren't wanting to feel, putting it on the back burner until you have time to feel it is only going to make that last longer. Whereas a lot of times we can experience these emotions and when we're letting them in and we're letting them fully in, usually it actually takes a shorter amount of time to, to sort of experience them in real time than it would if we just shut them out completely. And so that, my friends, is the fun challenge of life, really. It's not just a, oh, huh, what a fun challenge this is. Sheesh, I'm loving life. No, like your whole entire life, your job is to figure out how you deal with these things. And for me, anxiety used to own a lot of my time. For me, anger overwhelm used to own a lot of my time. Really like blind rage anger, where I would just fly off at the cuff and have these fits of rage and outburst and anger. And it wasn't like I was punching walls, but my rage looked a whole lot like, oh, just spouting off, right? Spoken word is my medium of choice. And so it was my medium of expression of that anger. And so when I would finally get a stage, when I would finally get someone on the phone, when I would finally fill in the blank, then I would just let that anger boil over. And the more that I had suppressed, the more angry and heated and heartfelt on a topic I could get, and I would run. And usually it wasn't even all just anger for whatever it was that I was spouting off on. Usually it was like this pent up emotion that I had been suppressing for so long that eventually bubbled over. And so now how I experience that is one, like we don't have to wait for moments. We're creating moments of expression every single day, right? By doing this show, by writing, by... um creating art, digital art, but right by, by continuing to allow myself and give myself the gift of expression. And that can look different for everyone. So maybe that's the expression of your body and, and you enjoy sports or you enjoy yoga or whatever Pilates. I don't know what you're into, right? But fill in the blank, whatever that looks like for you, are you giving yourself the ability to express and if you're feeling yourself boil over and you're feeling your emotions boil over, 
at points. And, and you probably have a medium of choice, just like I did. Mine was spoken word. And so that would look like vent sessions, almost on the weekly, if not daily, to whoever would listen. Anyone. And it wasn't really a, a vent of my search situation, even though that's how it would be presented. Right? It was just a vent of me not feeling my full self in my life. And so that would boil up everywhere, everywhere. Like I could spout off and get angry about a towel on the ground and come up with a reason why it was going to ruin the entire world. Like this is the problem with suppressing those emotions until we have time to feel them. And now that I'm seeing emotions for what they are, now that I'm seeing them come in, I'm experiencing them so much quicker and easier than I ever was before. And now it's just sort of like, how do you life from here? What if you don't want anything? How do you, how do you navigate life like I still want things, but I, I now understand that it isn't as much wanting as I know that it's just coming. I know that it's meant for me, that I wouldn't have these things put into my head unless they were meant for me. And so now it's just like, I know that it's headed my way. I'm not really stressed about when or where or why, how, because I know that the things are going to be put into my path that are supposed to. Because I've seen it happen my entire life. Like, I'm not questioning that anymore. And so now I guess you just exist. And you don't long for things that you did in the past. And so that's just like, <laughs> it's super complicated. And if anyone's experienced this, please like message me because I don't know how, how you transition from this space. Like how do you life after not really needing things anymore? After just feeling satisfied. I suppose that that's why people go and like, live in silence after this because it's like it's not that nothing satisfies you it's that everything satisfies you like you can find happiness in any moment and it's not like a fake happiness like oh i'm so happy and i'm gonna post it on facebook quick and make sure that everyone knows that i'm happy it's like you just like love that you're sitting on fake grass and how cool is that? And how cool is it? And how beautiful is it that this building exists or that this house was built a hundred years ago? Like how amazing and, and how amazing is it that there's this shelf of books sitting by me that I've read and experienced and felt like I've had right connection with the author and how beautiful is it that I could figure out how to do a podcast and that I could create my own 
form of expression for myself to heal myself from all of the things that I've experienced up until this point. And like, how beautiful is that? How beautiful is this world that we live in? That's like so abundantly aligned with me and with all of you. And like, how amazing is that? And so you can imagine if if this is your constant mindset, this is your consistent feeling and approach to the world. It's not that nothing bad happens. It's like even the bad things that I plan for and that I know are going to come, right? Even those things have like this beautiful way, this serendipitous being, this like so meant to be place that there really is no stopping you, right? And so like even last week when I was like, I was feeling a little bit anxious, let that anxiety come in. And then I'm just like, you know what? You're meant to be a beginner. You're supposed to experience that, right? And then like, how beautiful is it to be beginning? And right, like what? It's not like, it's not just positivity. It's just life now. And how do you life from here? As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. We'll expand more on this. I'm not done on this topic. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast, um, and you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.